Hello and welcome to the Zaria podcast. I'm Imogen Lillywhite and today I'm talking to Rupert Connor, Financial Planning Advisor from Abacus. Um, We've seen a lot of market volatility recently and that can lead to confusion about what we should be doing with our finances. So we're going to be talking through some financial planning principles today. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Rupert. Hi Imogen, it's a pleasure to be here and thank you very much for having me. We've seen some very advantageous exchange rates for UK expats who are remitting money back to the UK at the moment, um, thanks to the strong dollar and the weak pound, of course. But where should they be sending their money? What should they be doing with it in the UK? Um, Perhaps you could talk a little bit about if they're making a long-term investment, because short-term is looking a little bit risky right now. The only safe bet, really, in terms of investments are, are deposits, deposit accounts. Once you get past deposit rates, there's risk involved in that. So we spend a lot of our time uh, talking to clients about risk and, and what that means and trying to explain that to them. So right. So at the moment, a lot of people obviously sending money. They've got dollars because they're earning in dirhams here and they're sending that back to the UK. So there's two, two sides to that. The first one is if you're sending it back because one day you're going to live in the UK and spend those pounds, that, that's, that's great. Um, and by all means do that. And that's a great time to do, to do it. Um, but if, you know, I hear lots of, lots of rumours about people taking out, de- you know, taking out loans in the UAE, UAE to then uh, convert that money into, into pounds. So that's, you know, trying to make a, you know, trying to make a fast buck as it, as it were. The problem is you've got you might be paying six or seven percent interest on the loan here. You've got the spread the bank's gonna is gonna charge. You've got FX fees. So you know when it when it comes to it, you you know, and if interest rates inflation keeps keeps going up, uh, things turn the other way. You're going to be stuck with this loan here, paying quite quite high uh, fees. So what people are trying to do. When I've not heard that personally, that they're trying to take out a loan to send it back. So that what they're trying to do is do a very small version of playing the currency market. Yeah, precisely. Thinking that they've suddenly become a currency broker because yeah. of this yeah. thing. Yeah, so, so it, can, it can be quite dangerous. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, do I? Yeah, the days of um, two dollars to every pound, I think are, those days are long gone. Um, do I think we're going to get up to sort of one point four, one point five again? Is that feasible? Probably, but actually. You know, parity or close to parity is probably where we're going to be with the dollar for some time now. So there's no, there's, you know, there's no one, there's nothing to say that it might fall even further um, based on what's going on with the government at the moment. So if you are from the UK and you are planning on going back to live in the UK one day, then it makes absolute sense to be sending pounds back there um, at the moment. But obviously, you are then sending money in, into a taxable environment from a from a non-taxable environment. So that's something else to consider. Um, in terms of like the UK as a hotspot for investment, you know, in the short to medium term, it's probably going to be it's going to be pretty volatile. Um, but do I think over the you know in the longer term is the UK a safe bet? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, moving away from the UK, much as we could talk about that for a very long time, um, where are the wise investments going elsewhere? So if I had Suddenly, if I came to you and said, Rupert, I've got $100,000 in my bank account, where should, I, where should I be investing it? What would you say? So we're sort of talking about the general theme of global uncertainty. So I would say that the importance of actually of planning, sitting down and planning comes into, into play. 
and re reviewing where you are and what provisions you currently have, what you're likely to need in the short to medium term, and planning ahead to make sure you're not hit by one of the many hurricanes that could potentially blow through your back garden in that period. So we we don't give advice on, we don't chase performance, like chase the, ne the next best thing, the next investment. We So, so we, we sort of go by the um, diversification theory. So most returns, so they say that 90% of returns come from being diversified. So myself as a financial planner, I'm not a economist or, or a fund manager. We, we actually do the financial planning, you know, how it's underwritten, what's, what's under the bonnet. Um, we actually outsource the management of our clients' money to experts. And those experts, you know, they're usually a team of sort of 500 people. They manage 20 billion of pension and charity money. So all they're doing all day is building portfolios. So within that portfolio, there'll be um, an allocation across the globe to different assets. So some to the UK, some to the US, some to emerging markets, some to the Far East, Japan. So it, and then it's rebalanced on a sort of on a probably monthly basis because all markets tend to perform differently at different times. So if you're if you're diversified across a truly globally um, a global portfolio, you know, you, you mitigate the chance for, um, I, I tell my clients if, if you want to go into crypto or you want to go and buy that um, beach bar in Bali, then you don't need my, you don't need to pay me to do that. You mm -hmm. get to go and do that. You can go on Google now, set up an account and buy some crypto. You can go and there's all that fintech there. So um, we actually offer sort of, um, tangible advice so all the all the elements in our portfolios they're real they're hopefully in in growth assets they're in companies that you everyone's heard of household names that over the long term you know should perform okay so last question what to do if the worst happens there's a lot of talk of recession in the air um, not necessarily in the GCC, but we're seeing, say, European countries are tipping over into that. In the event of, say, things like job losses related to a recession, what, how would, should people think about getting their investments in order to prepare for it? What, what's the best thing to do? Okay, so as I was saying earlier, the, the short to medium needs should have a much sharper focus. Um, we all need to be prepared. So if you're pre prepared, then that presents great opportunity for long-term planning i.e. planning properly gives you clarity that you'll be able to live through anything in the next five years, even full of full, full, um, from a full recession. Um, so the first thing I would say to anyone is um, reviewing debt, basically. So in any financial plan, high interest debt has got to be the first thing to, to go, basically. So pay, you know, you've, got to, you've got to try and pay that off. And you can look at if you've got any existing mortgages, so most people have been on a fixed mortgage for some time now. So trying to trying to shop around for a deal, maybe a, ver a variable rate. But yeah, personal loans, credit cards, student loans. Uh, got to get rid of that high interest interest debt first. Uh, insurance review. So shopping around for better deals on things like home insurance and car insurance. Um, it's always if 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 someone's got any debt or they've got children, it's probably healthy to have some some life cover in place for that. It's probably you know the responsible thing to do uh, for that. And then you've got you know the sort of cornerstone of financial planning, but you know budgeting. So now, so now is the time really to batten down the hatches. And I would say don't be taking on any new debt. Don't be having 
four luxury holidays a year, maybe one <laughs> if you can. Don't be take buying new cars, your weekend Porsche, you know, like all those things just need to go because with the cost of living going up, it's, at some point it's probably going to catch up with the United Arab Emirates and with, um, you know, rents have gone up 33% this year, property in the UAE has gone up 33%. So it's an expensive time to be to be living in Dubai at the moment. Um, so yeah, so reviewing your household spending could be one of them. Uh, reviewing your, the auto payments and subscriptions. So Netflix, all, the, all those subscriptions we pay on a monthly basis. Yeah, do, we, do we need them all? That might have been something that people looked at during the um, pandemic. I know I certainly cut down on a few things, but maybe you've, they've crept up again mm-hmm. um, since then. The last thing that people sort of tend to do is if they're making a sort of pension contribution every month or, or, or a monthly saving, you know, they tend to just stop that. But actually, you know, it's, you've, got to, you've got to try and keep that going. That's got to be one of those um, expenses in your mind, like a mortgage that you keep on paying every month. You might have to reduce it, you know, the, the amount that you're putting in each month or maybe put it on hold for three months. But, you know, when markets are like this, so if you can contribute on a monthly basis, you know, over the long term, there's the do I think you know markets will recover at some point? Well, you know, hopefully they will do. Mm. So I think it's always important to keep on contributing, and you've got to remember what you're trying to do. You know, why are you working so hard? Are you working hard so your kids can you can you can um, look after your children so you can retire one day? So that hasn't changed. It doesn't matter what the markets are doing. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're invested sensibly and wisely, and hopefully you take an advice on that, it doesn't really matter what's going on there. So as long as like. If you've, you know, you've, you've protected your, you've protected your children on premature death, on your, you know, so they're looked after, or you've hopefully taken advice on your pensions where it's invested. You know, the beneficiaries are all sorted. You know, the things like that are checked. Then you can sort of, you can rest easy knowing that you know, in thirty years' time, you're going to have a, um, you're going to be comfortable in retirement. Mm-hmm. So that's the name of the game, really. We're all trying to. You know, save a pot of money that we can use when we're 65 to draw out of. Mm-hmm. That hopefully by then has had some decent growth. Mm-hmm. I think you, you hit on something interesting there that people, I think, do stop paying into pensions yeah. when that, yeah. that happens. But obviously you're going to say don't do that as a financial advisor. But I think it's very easy to panic in that situation and make decisions that aren't yeah. necessarily so great for the future. And once you've stopped doing it, I think we all know that hard it's to get hard to get back into it. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, over, over the pandemic, there were lots of banks were offering three months, weren't they, on car loans and mm-hmm. three months off on bank loans and things like that. But um, yeah, it's, it's definitely important to keep, to keep contributing. Okay. I think we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for coming. Um, you've been listening to the Zario podcast. Mm-hmm.